following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. This is the radio show where you can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. Heart Health Radio. I'm Dave Alexander. Here is Dr. Franklin Weefald. Well, hey there. You know, the other thing is you can have fun on this show, we, right? We try to. Yeah, I mean, if you're driving along in your, in your car, driving from Greenville to yeah. Raleigh, turn on 680 AM. Or, or just keep it on, because apparently you already have it on. Well, that's true. Right now. Yeah. Uh, and we should mention, if you miss any part of the show, shame on you, uh, but you can call up the podcast, which is really a repeat of the show, uh, in its entirety, uh, minus commercials, Heart Health Radio and Apple Podcasts, and at WPTF.com. Today we're going to talk about vaping, we're going to talk about sleep, divorce, Alzheimer's. The good thing about sleep divorce, you don't got to pay for it. <laughs> there's no there's no sleep divorce lawyer. Well, there might be if there you might fall be. out of bed. And we're going to follow up on something that Clark Howard brought up on his radio program. All that on this show. Also, your phone calls, 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Please, we do want to take your phone call. And, in fact, we had somebody dial in. Vic. Vic, welcome yes. to the show. You're so early. What's up? Well, I just turned on WPTF. I'm on I-40 doing exactly what you just described, Good. riding along. Good. And I was um, working through decisions about um, what I should do next related to my uh, father, who is a 91-year-old gentleman. Yes. And um, his. Um, I'm trying to determine if... Uh, a cardiologist should take a look at him. Um, he was in for um, a wellness visit, uh, just an annual visit recently, and I mentioned that his pulse was higher than typically. His pulse um, was high. Do you know what the number was? Well, normally he has an oxygen in the 90s, maybe a 95, okay. with a pulse of maybe in the 70s. Pulse but, in the 70s, um, oxygen yeah. level 0 95. Well, how is it different this time? Uh, and he has significant COPD. COPD. And so I'm noticing that sometimes when I call in, I'm in my car, and I say, Dad, will you pop that little pulse oximeter on your finger? Tell me what you see. And so now what I'm hearing that it might be a 93, 95 with a pulse in the 80s, or sometimes that pulse might be approaching 100 or 105. And then he'll say, oh, no, it's back down to 93 over 90, meaning 93 oxygen and a 90 for pulse. I don't know what to do with that change in the uh, pulse. Well, that's a good question. Um, You know, there's this thing called atrial fibrillation, and people who have COPD... And for the listeners out there, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, it means that your lung tissue um, holds on to air. It doesn't, it's not elastic anymore. And so you wind up 
not being able to breathe very well, and you can hear him wheeze, and that's the expiration phase. <laughs> you know, like that. But COPD is yeah. treatable now, and, and you know, people, 93% oxygen is very good for somebody with COPD, and that means that they're getting enough oxygen to their tissues in their brain. Now, one of the things the pulse oximetry does, and that's the thing, you st- I call it the ET thing. You yeah. stick on your finger, and there's a, there's a light that glows, and yes. then the numbers flash, and it tells you the pulse rate, because what the, the pulse oximeter is doing, it's shining a light through your finger, and every time there's a pulse, it can recognize that because the blood in the arteries pulse according to the heart. Yes. And so it can give you not only the oxygen level, 93, 95%. Normal is, is like that, about 93. Mine's usually 96, 97. That means I'm in pretty good health. But the pulse rate can fool you because it's not always accurate. But it is also like the Apple Watch, a, you know, a sentinel. It'll say, wait a minute, it was 70 Boom, it jumps up to 110. Boom, goes back down to 70. Now, there's a weird arrhythmia that people don't recognize in COPDers, and it's called multifocal atrial tachycardia. And that is when the right atrium, which is the right side of the heart, that pumps into the right ventricle, which pumps into the lungs. If you have COPD, that pressure can be very high on the right side. And it stretches the atria and makes several different parts of the atria fire electrically, taking over from the normal part. So that is something that you need to distinguish because atrial fibrillation will slow the blood flow in the upper chambers, cause a stroke Mm -hmm. sometimes, but multifocal atrial tachycardia doesn't and usually is treatable if you have palpitations. So what I would recommend is that you take them to a cardiologist and they'll put on what's called a telemetry monitor. So it'll be a monitor you put on. It's little sticky things on your chest, little tiny wires going to a cell phone, right? literally. And it'll broadcast every heartbeat to some guys and gals sitting in a room watching it. And if it does AFib, it calls me or it calls the cardiologist you pick. And that's why, you know, it could be that he's just, you know, his pulse rate's going up in a normal fashion and going back down. But if he's asymptomatic, that's less to worry about. But Mm -hmm. you could still have this bad rhythm called atrial fibrillation. So the easiest thing to do is get to a cardiologist, have them put an EKG on. Maybe he's already in AFib, and it's just the rate going up and down. Mm -hmm. But that's important if the rate that you see on the pulse oximeter is varying up and down, up and down. And so that's what I would recommend. Now, as the guy who never went to medical school. You didn't. I well no. I thought, wait a minute. I see that that diploma says Guadalajara. I didn't go, Vic. When you started the question with my father is ninety one years old, and that's good. Do you think I should take him to a cardiologist? I'm thinking, yeah. Get yeah. the brakes checked. Well, not only that. Ninety one today. Ninety one is the new seventy. Okay. okay. We live longer, and even with COPD, even if you're on oxygen, you can live a long time. If you take care of yep. yourself, if you get to the doctor, you have a great daughter like you, yep. you can live a long time and be there for your grandkids and your great-grandkids. So how do I determine um, which cardiologist is a good match for someone of that age? Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know what the fastest growing age group in my practice is? Hmm. 
centenarian. Centen- I can't pronounce it. Hundred-year-old people. Hundred-year-old people. Yeah. And I had four last week. Two of them are very active. One is in a wheelchair, and the other one. I mean, you look at this person, and you think he's sixty. But but you assume that anybody in your field is quali- qualified yes, and are. experienced with let's people put, who are in the Let's put it this way. I've yeah. not met one yet right. who wouldn't be able to take care of somebody who's 91. Makes sense, Vic? Yeah. And um, so where is your practice, and do you take on new patients with call-in self-referral? Can we call Dr. Weefald at Millennia Cardiovascular? Yes, you can. You can. Tell you what, you're driving, right? I am. So tell you what we're going to do. When the f- just, just hang on when you're done. Yeah. And our dude who is running the electronics right. yeah. will take your number, and then I'll call you and give you my number. And I'd be more than happy to see him. Now, just and, and listeners Vic, out there, this is not the purpose of the show right. to promote my practice. But because you want to see me, I'll go ahead and give you my number. And then we'll see your 91-year-old happy, healthy guy. All right, Vic, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, Have a great bye. day. Yeah, you know, that, uh, the one thing about radio is that you get to gauge the quality of the person you're she's speaking great. with. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about you. No. The point is she's listened to the show and she says, hey, I, I'd like that guy to be my dad's doctor. Well, let's put it this way. I, you're going to find great cardiologists in this area. Yeah. I don't know a bad one. Okay, good. So if you want to go see a cardiologist, I know them all. And they're all great. You go to the cardiologist club and sit around talking yeah, about hearts. You know, I mean, you don't need to see me. Mm-hmm. I can I can spout off the names, but I don't know a single bad cardiologist in the Triangle Raleigh area. Not now, more. We're, we're not encouraging people to call nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three for the name of an awful cardiologist. I'll give you but a name. We're curious. No, no, no. We, let's not do that. We'd like to be able to do the show next week. Okay. All right. We're talking about vaping. We've you know, talked it's a about huge it before. Thing. It's huge now. Yeah. And and now there's a big, big thing afoot to say, don't vape, don't vape. In fact, they want the FDA to ban vaping. Now, they haven't banned cigarettes, yeah. but with this vaping crisis, you know, it's always a crisis. Have you not noticed that? Yes. But there is now the knowledge of what you shouldn't vape, and that is homebrew weed. Let me. Uh, it's filled us... with vitamin E oil, okay. right. and that damages your lungs. Now, have there been vaping cases um, of nicotine vape? Sure, there have, but yeah. they're all homebrew vapes. And I'm not going to promote Juul, but I've used a Juul um, to try to cut back on my lucky strike habit. Yeah, and I'm honest. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hide it. Many doctors smoke, and they lie. And I'm trying to cut back because I should. Right. Okay. But vaping is good for smokers, as long as it's not the homebrew vape. Go to a vape shop. I don't mind if you buy a Juul. I'm not recommending it. If the medical board is listening, I'm recommending you quit. But the best way in my mind to quit is a Juul or a a certified – they're not certified. What's it called? A legitimate um, vape. Now – there was an article I saw two weeks ago, um, vaping hurts hearts. And what they did okay. was they had some people who have never had heart trouble. Yeah. They took a vape and they measured how much their arteries constricted. Well, they did a little right. bit. Okay. 
Well, now they've done the good study. They take smokers who have heart problems, and they had them puff on a cigarette yep. and watch what happened to their arteries, and then they let them recover. Yeah. Then they had them puff on a jewel or a legitimate vaping device. And it was much less, much mm. less. What hurts us is the brown stuff, okay? Mm, That's okay. the smoke, the tar. Remember, sure. teratin, low in tar. You know, tar is that smoke part. The nicotine is the addiction. And that's the drug that, quite frankly, feels good. Okay. I mean, it makes your brain relax. All right. So I recommend nicotine replacement. I think patches can work for some people. I think lozenges can work. Gum is -hmm. best for me. Mm -hmm. And I chew a lot of nicotine gum. But, you know, a vape is a good thing. And if you smoke, it's not a good thing if you don't smoke. Don't start. How about children? What's that? Children. Children, Young never. people, never. And this is the problem with Juul, is they made them raspberry, yep. they made them strawberry, and it was very tasty, and that was wrong. And they didn't do their best to prevent kids from obtaining their device. Now, Juul's stock has plummeted. I, I hope you sold it short. I did, yeah. Okay, good. I sold it all. Because, uh, but listen, FDA, if you're listening, don't ban these vaping devices. They're better than cigarettes. And we've got to get these heart patients and lung patients off of cigarettes. We are absolutely not going to hear that advice on any other medical show this weekend. That's probably true. That's probably true. All right. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. Sleep, divorce, Alzheimer's, tied to anticoagulants. That is blood thinners. No, it's good to have an anticoagulant. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. Also, something from Clark Howard Good advice from Clark. He gives it all the time. But this is is an interesting take on when your cell phone rings. That's all coming up on Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. You're a fraud. You're a fake. And you are lying through your teeth. You're irrelevant, malevolent, and weak. Sometimes this song just runs through my head. Greg doesn't even have to play it. And I hear it. By the way, who, who, who does this song? There's a, If you Google search YouTube fake news, they've got a complicated sort of weird... I kind of like it. Yeah, it's very good. It's yeah. very good. They're talking about CNN, but we're talking about all different medical sources. What's our yeah. fake news this week? Well, I, you all know co- coconut oil is a superfood, right? Yeah, it's great you for know, you. know, all the millennials and even some of the Gen Zs are yeah. dousing the coconut oil. Blah, 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 yeah, they're drinking it. Because yeah. it's supposedly full of all these great things. So this is the one of the things that I want the listeners out there to know. One one week you're going to see coconut oil, superfood. Yeah. Well, then I came across an article the other day. Don't eat it. Yeah. Drink it because it's got fat in it. Okay. Now, so here's this guy, um, Doctor Saint Onge, O N G E. Okay. <laughs> and great. he doesn't like coconut oil. Why? Because it's got fat in it. And the one okay. thing he says is, it's going to make you fat, and it's going to ruin your heart. So here's the thing. It's not based on any study. It's based on St. Onge telling us what he thinks. <laughs> and fat doesn't make you fat, people. Okay. Okay? You can eat all the fat you want as long as you're not eating white flour products, yeah. sugar, white potatoes, and white rice. Those are turned into simple sugars. Fat is sugar storage. It's not fat storage. You eat fat, it doesn't turn into fat. But, if you like coconut oil, right. eat it. But oil, it. oil itself 
isn't that primarily the definition of fat? Well, no. See, no? fat is solid. Okay, so it's it's yeah, solidified. I, I well know that, that stuff. Yes. And you know the oils. I mean, they're not going to hurt you. No, they're not. They're okay. not. So if you like the taste of coconut oil, drink it. I, there's no evidence that it's going to save your life and yep. make you live to 105, but it's not bad for you. It's just not. Great part about this show is that there is virtually no symptom that I won't talk about on the air or during the commercial breaks. Yeah, there's some. And there's, there's some. There's some. And okay. if you want me to lose my job, I'll no. name one right no, no, now. No, 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 okay. no. I'm blowing my nose in the middle of the Look, Dave, you're always sick, and I've got the solution. I'm okay. an elementary school teacher. No, that's not the reason. I am exposed your to house, more germs. Then you should be healthier. Okay. Because the more germs you're exposed to, yeah. the healthier you are by your immune system. Dave, I'm liter- I, the I'm heat just got turned on. I am teaching fractions to small boys. Okay. And they are digging for gold. Okay. Now, here's the thing. The heat's out in your house, right? Yeah. Okay. No humidifier. Eh. All right. You got to get yourself a humidifier, turn it to 30%. Yeah. That will keep things moist. You, When your nose and your oropharynx, your mouth and throat get dry, yeah. then they crack. And that mucus, which traps bacteria, you swallow it and the stomach kills it. It doesn't exist because yeah. it's too dry. Okay. The other thing is nasal saline. Before you go to bed, get some nasal saline. Wet up your nose. Okay. Blow it out. Um, the only time you need an antibiotic, if you're dripping yellow, green mucus, then otherwise you don't need an antibiotic. Almost always, these are allergies. The other big thing that people don't realize is get rid of your old pillow. We've talked about this. They're full of dust mites. Yeah. You weigh your pillow. A year later, it's about a half a pound heavier, and that's all disgusting dust mites. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to throw away your pillow because you like it, put it in the deep freeze for three hours. That partially kills the dust mites. Yeah. And then wash them at hot water, hot, 180-degree water, and use soap. Don't yeah. use bleach because yeah. the bleach will stay in there, and it bleach, breathing bleach in all night can hurt you. Okay. But those are the two things that you can do for yourself is get a humidifier that's got an automatic setting of 30% yeah. and don't use tap water. Use distilled water. The second thing is freeze your pillow and then wash your pillow. I can't get freeze rid of my the, pillow. Yeah, you, don't you have a deep freeze? Yeah, but there's a turkey in it. So what? There's no room. Hey, you ever heard of stuffing? Yeah, okay. Stuff Let's the stuff. pillow around okay. the turkey. What's a sleep divorce? Okay, that's what we're talking about, sleep. You know, the thing that people don't realize is that a lot of sleep problems are not sleep apnea, okay? A lot of sleep problems is that your sleep partner is keeping you awake. Yeah. You know, turning over, maybe juggling the bed and the whole thing, you know, it's got a wave. Yeah. It's like a wave pool. And did you ever watch Dick Van Dyke? Yes. Da, 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 Now, you millennials out there, unless you watch yeah, Hulu, know. they weren't what we're talking about. But the Dick Van Dyke show um, had Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore. Remember, she was Laura. Oh, right. She was, yes. Did you notice? Well, it was obvious. They had twin beds in their bedroom. Yeah. And that's because of the morals at the time. You couldn't show people sleeping together. So Dick was in one bed and then a twin bed next with Laura. And she had, you know, a proper set of pajamas on. But they had, they were onto something. 
Yeah. They were always happy and they were always awake. They never fell asleep on the set. Yes. Because they didn't wake them their, their bed partner up. Now, I'm not recommending this. If you sleep fine with your bed partner, that's great. Sure. But if you're having a bad time sleeping, you might want to try for a couple of days sleeping in another bed yeah. and see if you're better. Because people think, well, no, you know, I'm married. I want to show my husband that I love him or my wife that I love her. Yeah. Well, you know, you can do that for your half an hour or 45 minutes. Of course, you know, for me, it's about three minutes. And then get up and go. And then get up and go. Of course, the other problem <laughs> is, is that after you have your conjugal bliss, it's nice to just cuddle <laughs> and then fall asleep. But if your bed partner is keeping you awake, it's okay to be Rob and and Laura. Laura. Yeah, just sleep in separate beds. That's a sleep divorce? That's a sleep divorce. And it doesn't cost anything. Well, you got to buy a new bed. <laughs> buy a new bed. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, um, and get a new mattress and get new pillows. Alzheimer's and anticoagulants. This is Do we have time for this? Yeah. Yeah. We have time. Um, Alzheimer's is inflammation. It's these tau proteins. Your brain fills up with amyloid protein. Well, Guy had an idea. Maybe it's micro blood clots, too. So there is a medicine that we have, Dagibitran. And if you take it for AFib, it's 150 milligrams twice a day. And um, it it prevents clots from forming. Mm -hmm. And we have others on the market, Xarelto. We have Eliquis. They're all different doses. But they gave mice. And they have this model where they genetically modified mice to make them get Alzheimer's. And their brain fills up with these nasty proteins, and they get demented. You know, they no longer remember that they like cheese, okay? <laughs> so they gave these people the medicine, but they gave it a really high dose, three times the dose that we – no, 20 times the dose that, that we take. And guess what? They didn't get Alzheimer's as bad. Yeah. So maybe the clot theory is correct. I don't know. I just thought of the name of the drug, Pradaxa or Digibitran. Right. Keep your ears tuned. We may talk about this again. Because there could be a treatment or at least a preventative for Alzheimer's. There's a lot of good Alzheimer's research coming. All right. I I look forward to that. We've got a, a discussion of why Clark Howard was right about answering your phone, even if you don't recognize the number. Gut bacteria again. We'll talk about it. It's related to liver disease and more. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation by listening to Heart Health Radio every Saturday at this time. And we are happy to have Dr. Franklin Weefold straighten me up uh, on things that I misunderstand. But you don't misunderstand much. I do. You're pretty smart. Very smart. I'm sniffling during the show. I apologize. I'm going to take some anti-disinhistamine. Anti-sniffles? Anti-disinhistamine. Oh, okay. Um, You heard something on Clark Howard. Yeah. I love Clark. Listen, do not get me wrong. I listen to Clark all the time. Yeah, good. He's got great advice. It's yeah. a great show. It's WPTF. What what time is it on? Five. I've forgotten. It's on WPTF, and that's a great station. Yeah. But Clark said one thing that I wish I could have called yeah. and said, Clark, I love you, but. And that is when he said, do not answer your phone if you don't know the number. Now, that makes sense in some ways yeah. because there are all these robocalls and all these people trying to sell you stuff. I had this poor lady 
who his daughter brought her in, and, and she'd spent $500 on a robocall. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But, and you know, the generation, the greatest generation, that's the one ahead of us, baby boomers, they were taught to be polite. That hanging up on the phone, hanging the phone on somebody is rude. Well, I mean, and even strangers, mm-hmm. if you hang up the phone on a stranger, that's rude. So if they get a call, they stay on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem if you hang up. Okay. That's good if you don't answer the call. But if you hang up, that's good. Okay. But if you don't answer the call and you're waiting for a doctor to call you about an appointment. Yeah. Or if you're waiting to get a call from a testing facility. Yeah. They can't leave a message. And this is what people don't know. So Clark says if, if it's an important call and you don't know the number, they'll leave a message. They won't. If they're yeah. a doctor's office that you haven't been to or if you're a medical facility that's going to schedule your test because of Obama rule, Obama rule. And the Obama rule was to protect patient privacy. Right. Because remember the old answering machine? <laughs> yes. You turn it on and the whole house would hear – you know, hey, Joe, you owe me 10 bucks. I'm going to come over to your house and beat your head. The beginning of Rockford Files. Right. Hey, and Jim, your testing came back yeah, and it's all positive. It's all you positive. really got to get in here. So I guess it made sense. to, <laughs> But now the messages come through your phone and sure. nobody else hears them. They haven't changed the rule. So the only way I, I can leave a message for a patient if they're my patient and they've come to see me because they sign a permission slip, yes. you can leave a message. Yes. But it's unfortunate because all these patients, I schedule them for an MRI of the brain. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then they come back and said, nobody ever called me. I didn't have it. And so then I say, did you answer the phone if you didn't know the number? No, Clark Howard told me not to. Right. And I said, this is what you do when you're waiting for a call to get ske- we're a test that's scheduled answer every call mm-hmm. but then hang up on the one just hit that red button yeah and they tell me but i was taught that's rude no they're the ones that are rude they're bothering you yeah. so hang up but answer the phone well, people, if you're waiting for an appointment or yeah. a a medical test i went ahead and filled out my form for my wife for mm-hmm. the, my family the mm-hmm. everybody Par- apparently they can all get access now i think the best thing is a text message yeah. I mean, I, what yeah. I'm doing is if somebody has an appointment, I text them and I say, please text back, yes, that you got this. And yeah. then I know. Telephone number on the radio show, 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. By the way, you can listen to Heart Health Radio on Apple Podcasts or WPTF.com. Tune in Clark Howard on this frequency, 7 o'clock every night, 7 to 9 News Radio 680, WPTF. Love you, Clark. I was kidding that I had no idea when he was on. You probably had no idea. Now you looked it up on the Internet. I looked it up on the Internet. Gut bacteria. Something I didn't know five years ago existed and still doubt it. Nobody knows. Okay, I've said this before. You have more gut bacteria than you have human cells. Is this a good thing? Yes, because the gut bacteria are vital to our health. Yeah. The gut bacteria decide whether we're going to be obese or skinny. The gut bacteria, oh, well, at least partially. Sure. The gut bacteria help us digest food. Um, the gut bacteria protect us from bad gut bacteria like E. coli and Clostridium difficile. Yeah. Wow. We used to think, or maybe it's even partially true, that alcohol kills the liver by poisoning it with the actual alcohol. Yeah. 
And some guy had a great idea. Um, he, he thought, well, listen, if gut bacteria is the big thing, then maybe there's a gut bacteria that we can target and prevent alcoholic liver disease. This is University of California, San Diego. And why do doctors have funny names now? Schnabby. Burned schnabby. I'm sure that, that sounds like something you don't want. <laughs> Burns a, your schnabby. Well, you, yes, that's yeah. a that's an accident but where it can happen. Guy. Yeah, and apparently there is a bacteria <laughs> called Enterococcus that produces a toxin. Yeah. that kills the liver. And if you drink a lot, you kill off the good bacteria and let the Enterococcus, you know, grow out. Yeah. and produce this toxin. But the great thing about this is that it wasn't an antibiotic he used to kill the enterococcus. What was it? Bacteria get sick too, right? I mean, the bacteria make us sick. The bacteria get sick from viruses called bacteriophages. And believe it or not, they stick to the back. These are viruses. They're just proteins and DNA. They stick to the bacteria. They inject their DNA, and they kill the bacteria. Did you know they were going to use these bacteriophages? to kill, you know, our bacterial infections, but they stopped researching that because the antibiotics came out. Right. Now they're going back to it since our antibiotics aren't working as good. So this guy knew there was a bacteriophage, he got it off the shelf, and he fed it to this guy, Yeah. and his liver got better. So I'm not sure this is the wave of the future, but this guy burned schnabby <laughs> is on to something. And that's more than just curing alcoholic livers. It's taking these ba- these bacteriophages, mm-hmm. and they don't hurt humans because they just kill the bacteria. Yeah. S- you know, s- sniff it in your nose. Get it injected. They don't know yet. But it may take the place or at least help us with pneumonia, urinary tract infections. So, in other words, we use a, a infector of mm-hmm. our infector. Mm-hmm. We say, yeah, you're going to infect us, we're going to infect you. That's very you. smart. Yeah. So this, for this particular isolated yeah. case, might actually help people who drink an enormous amount. Right. Or they shouldn't drink an enormous amount. Save their liver without right. the embarrassment of having limited their alcohol intake. Well, no. You should still limit your alcohol intake. Yes? The key thing, though. Even around the holidays? Yes. Okay. Yes. Holiday heart exists. We, you know, we talked about that. You drink a lot. Next morning, you wake up with a hangover. Yeah. The adrenaline is trying to wake you up, your stress hormones, and you go into the bad rhythm, atrial fibrillation. The upper chamber of the heart starts waggling and wiggling and flying around. Yeah. And clots form because the blood's not flowing smoothly. It breaks off, causes a stroke. It's ruined your whole weekend. It, it can, yes. Yeah, stroke and is very that. bad. Very bad. Drug testing. There is a high school. Uh, is it Idaho or Iowa? Because I've uh, forgotten. Let's see. Hamilton. I, I don't know where this is. I near Cincinnati. So near Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes. But it's a, I, and you know, if I said to myself, duh. Yeah. Duh. The, let's just explain. Yeah. It's so a Catholic high Catholic school. Catholic high school. And they said, we're sick of the drug problem. Yeah. You know, they had drug dealers in the hallways. They had kids, you know, hitting up meth and yeah. snorting coke. Yeah. And especially weed. I mean, we, uh, they used to call it pot when I was a kid. What did mm-hmm. they call it when you were a kid? Dope. We called yeah, it dope, dope. and yeah. pot. Apparently dope is heroin. So the, the kids were smoking weed. They were, you know, using meth. And they said, well, duh. 
I mean, we're a Catholic school. We're a private school. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And they collected the pee, and uh. they got these kids, and they didn't punish them. Okay. What they said was, look, you're heading down the wrong way. Yeah. And they were able to isolate those kids that needed the attention. And I thought to myself, why didn't I think of that? They drug tested everybody. Everyone. everyone. And they will continue. And it was random. So, in other words, you didn't know it was drug test day. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And they took the individual kids in, and this is how you do a drug test. You don't let them in all at one time. They'll pass around the urine and stuff like that. And they'll put bleach in it. And now they can tell if you bleached it. And bleach destroys the drugs that show up on the test. Yeah. It's expensive. But these are our kids, our children's lives at stake. Right. And what we can do if we do this is isolate those kids who need our help. We're not going to punish them. We're not going to throw them in prison. We're going to say, look, let's get you in a program now mm-hmm. so that you don't turn into a druggie later. Wow. And I think it's great. But here's the problem. Public school. Yeah. You violation can't of rights. Oh, you can't do that in yeah. public school. And so, but listen, if you're out there and you're a voter and you're going to vote for someone who wants to make these laws where we can drug test students, I'm just talking not from a right-wing or left-wing point of view, from a doctor's point of view. Vote for that guy or gal. Yeah. Because we need to do this. Any high school student hearing this accidentally on the radio is going to say, yeah, we're going to defeat it. They're not. We're going to find a way. They're not. They're not. Yeah, because you get, hey, hey, Joey or Sally, come with me. Okay. And, you know, you have a, a, a sexually oriented correct person walk you into the bathroom yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. you pee okay okay i've had a drug test before and that's the way they do it and i passed well good for you yeah i was kind of nervous there i i poppy seeds will come up as cocaine sometimes yeah i don't eat poppy seeds anymore i work at a facility at which they will randomly check people they should and there's also a circumstance where something if something has happened if you've been involved in an oh, incident, yeah. they will check you. Yeah, I, I have a friend who's a nurse. It's so unfortunate. Great nurse. Mm-hmm. Great nurse. She, and this is true, I believe her. She went to a party where they hotboxed the room. You know what that means? It's a, no. a big thing. So many people smoke that the whole room fills with marijuana smoke. Oh, my God. And you can get high just walking around. Yeah. It will show up in your pee. Sure. So there was a absence of one Xanax pill and the drug cart in the ICU at a certain hospital. Yeah. So everybody who had access to that, um, it was shown up on the computer, mm-hmm. all got drug screen. And her and. pot came back positive and she yeah. lost her job. That's terrible. And, you know, don't hot box your house. Yeah, don't go there. Don't yeah. go there. Just all don't right. do it. Telephone number, if you want to call and ask a question about what we just talked about or anything that your doctor talked to you and you didn't have time or they didn't, have time to discuss it with you? Guess what? Dr. Franklin Weefald has plenty of time right now. 919-860-9783 is that telephone number. We've got shout-outs and people who did some great things this week. Also, we're going to follow up on Legionnaire's disease. We had a, an outbreak in western North Carolina, and there's more news on Legionnaire's. That's coming up. Also, uh, I don't know, maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just, I can always think of something. No, we can think of other things. Go ahead and call us, 919-860-9783. Get better. Stay healthy. Spot medical misinformation. Giggle a little bit on the weekend. Heart Health Radio. Whoa!
This is Heart Health Radio. I love that song. <laughs> if Thank people you, can Brothers. see us, we're out there. We're holding our hands yes, up. Shout. Anyway, right. I want to shout out three patients today who are near and dear to my heart. If the medical board's listening, I have assigned permission to talk about them. Anyway, Very good. Billy Hines, if you're listening, I love you. Billy's been a patient for a long time. Got a cholesterol problem he inherited. He's had heart problems. He's had blockages in the arteries to his brain and the legs. Let me tell you something. The guy comes in smiling, happy, and he loves his life. Yeah, that's great. And so this is the whole point. You can take a bunch of meds. You can have a bunch of procedures. You can live your life. Good. And he made me some fried chicken. God, it was so good. He what? He made me some fried chicken. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Anyway, Tim Collier. Tim um, developed a left bundle branch block cardiomyopathy. I had had, two of those this week. Yeah, he had an electrical abnormality that made his heart weak. Yeah. We put in a special biventricular pacemaker defibrillator yeah. that got his heart pumping stronger again. And you know what? He, he is a, he's a first responder. Oh, wow. And I don't know if you remember, there was a company, and all of a sudden they were in there, and the oxygen went out, and, and they were doing something with nitrogen, and it just flooded it with nitrogen. Tim saved them both. Wow. Yeah. So that made Excellent. me feel good. good and me. then J.E. Searcy, if you're listening, J.E.'s had some heart problems. He's got a foot problem. Now he's got a shoulder problem. And he came to me the other day and he said, Dr. Weefald, and he's a Facebook friend. Yeah. And he is very religious. And he said, God will see me through this. I'm going to be happy. And that's the lesson. Your health may not be the best, but if your attitude is good, your life is going to be better. Excellent. Bambi, welcome to Heart Health Radio. Hi. Hi. Um, A couple of years ago... Uh, well, actually, that was four years ago. Um, they thought I had a heart attack. Okay. Oh, my and, God. And um, they kept me, literally, I was taken away from a baseball game in, a, in, a, uh, <laughs> in an ambulance. And uh, <laughs> they searched for it for four days, and they couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, good. No, yeah. the heart. Tell them next time it's, it's above the sternum. And a There's little to the left. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they could not find this heart attack. Okay. And finally decided that I just had the mother of all the anxiety attacks and sent me home, go with God. And um, I've always been a fairly energetic person, but uh, due to a bunch of things, including asthma, I'm really dragging now, like... You know, two or three hours of real activity a day, and I'm done. <laughs> okay. And uh, you want to yeah. know whether you got something going on? Well, what should I be looking for? Because it's it's hard to know, um, especially for I, I females. Keep up. Yeah, and without knowing exactly the kind of testing they did and what your symptoms were, it's very hard to know. Um, yeah. You sound young. I mean, are you in the in the youth group age or are you I'm in going my on age? How old? Sixty seven. You sound like you're about sixty six. It's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, no, um, it doesn't hurt to just go see your doctor. Women especially can have unusual symptoms. I had a lady just the other day with just sweating, uh-huh. and that could have been a heart problem. She's a sweet lady. But what my recommendation always is, um, don't try to self-diagnose. 
if you go to a real good doctor and he listens to your story, in other words, doesn't just say, you haven't chest pain, you haven't shortened his breath, and he's clicking on the computer, all right, take these pills, see him in six months, bye. And then he goes running off to do his electronic medical record. Mm-hmm. Tell a story. I mean, you're telling a pretty good story now. But what I'd love to have heard, and I'm, unfortunately we don't have time, is, you know, what happened at that baseball game? What did you feel like? What were you doing? And so the, I, I, can, I can't tell you what to watch out for. I mean, the classic symptoms would be tightness in the chest, burning sensation, shortness of breath, mm-hmm. sweating. But that doesn't always happen. And for some reason, I'm not being sexist, especially in women. And women no, can just no, feel... Women yeah, can just I'm feel tired. That I'm, yeah, I'm very aware that women's bodies do not <laughs> do not react the same way that men yeah, and, do. and you can and, get and, in, you can get in trouble in both ways. I mean, I can be called a yeah. sexist for saying women are different, and I can be called a sexist for not recognizing women are different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, the bottom line is the best thing to do is find a doctor who listens, who doesn't tap his keys on the computer, who gives you eye contact and listens to your story because the story will tell you what's wrong. The testing confirms it. And I tell you about the guy who fell, and I can't, he came in with a bandage on his forehead, mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, I fell. And then I listened to his story, and it turned out his heart was stopping. It's a long story. Mm. But he got a pacemaker, and he's not going to fall and crack his head anymore. But find somebody who looks you in the eye and listens to your story. Dr. Weefold, is there a blood test to determine whether you have recently had a heart attack? Yeah, it's called the troponin and CPK. Okay. But it's yeah, not something yeah. – yeah, they probably did your troponins and your EKGs. And they said did that. They, did they do a stress they, test? They, they did that. They couldn't find the markers. Yeah. Uh, they – did a stress test. I failed miserably Uh-oh. at the at the the one on the on the treadmill. Right. I mean, they said, "Oh, it'll take about fifteen minutes." I think it was ninety seconds, and they said, "No, really, you're done." Okay. And then um, they did a chemical stress test, right? And then they eventually they went ahead and cast me. Oh wow! Don't be surprised if you wake up with a stint. And they said, no, there's yeah. no place to put a stint. You're fine. Yeah. We don't know what happened. Yeah. But well, it could have been a lot of things. Like could have could have been, like been anxiety. They kept me for yeah. four days looking for it, and, yeah. and it wasn't. It wasn't there. Well, that, yeah, that's um, a really good sign. Um, yeah, I'd have to know all the details to give you, uh, you know, some more background. Obviously, I'm not going to diagnose you on the phone of here. Of course not. But I, but I go see. Just, listen, go see a doctor. Tell him your story, and and have them give you some advice because it sounds like you know with your history you want some more reassurance, and that's certainly understandable. Well, and and I what I would really really like is to. Not all of a sudden act like I'm 66. No. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. 67 uh, is the new 47. Okay. Yeah, really. We're and young. We're young. I was a dancer. I was, you know, all these things that I can't keep up with. Yeah, make me feel so young. <laughs> it's great. Baby, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. I love that name. Yeah, uh, Bambi. <laughs> She's. I do. She's, she seems the last person I would have suggested really needs to see a doctor right away. No, I wouldn't say right away. Energetic. Yeah, but right. just just you know, it, it, don't try to diagnose yourself and don't Google your symptoms. Google to find articles. Yeah, but don't Google your symptoms because it always says death and cancer. Well, Everything if, ends in death. 
and right. cancer on really? Google. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the important thing to remember also is that there is no shame in turning out to not have had a heart attack. Oh, gosh, yes. If you go somewhere and they do an EKG and they do this uh, the test, testing the and test they say thing. you're okay, yep. be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of people come in and I say, hey, it's not your heart. And they, they frown in their face. Well, then what's wrong with me? And I say, I don't know, but I'm yeah. the kind of doctor who's not going to quit until we do know. Right. Right. All right. We had a, a situation. I, I went into my foot doctor. And we had an article here sitting, and we may never have discussed it on the radio. If your doctor is confident of a course of treatment, then you will actually have a better outcome. You do. And and the other thing is if a doctor is confident, it doesn't mean that he won't have to change course or she won't have to change course. Right. But the confidence is in the process. Right. Okay. I, I believe, based on evidence, it's this diagnosis. We're going to pursue that. And then turns out, wasn't it? You say, well, you know, that happens. And now we're going to pursue this. But I'm confident in this process, in the journey toward health. There was nothing better for me than to have my doctor x-ray certain parts of me and say, you know, not as bad as we could have thought. Yeah. Or you're in terrific shape for as old as you are. And the sniffling, as, sniveling that's right. radio announcer. I, I just, you know, sometimes you just need reassurance. And Bambi, go get the reassurance if Absolutely. you need Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. That's been uh, health, heart health for this week. Come on. Is it over? Uh, five seconds it will be. Bye. This is the Heart Health Radio Network. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.